Hi everybody, my name is Landon Arenas. Thanks for listening to episode 141 of the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, a.k.a. B, Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. Dear Heavenly Father, what a blessing it is to be here with my brother, just uh, recording another podcast, Father. I pray, Lord, that uh, the content that we go over, the subject that, that we go over, Lord, it, uh, it blesses uh, the listener, Father, and uh, ultimately, it honors you, Father, and uh, thank you for the freedom and the ability and availability for us to be able to g- gather and, and do these podcasts, Father. We do it for the glory of you, Lord, uh, not of us or man, Lord, but I uh, thank you that we can freely do this, Lord, and also at the same time encourage our brethren, Lord, and also uh, challenge them at times, Father, and, and that we need to always stand on the truth of your word, Father, and uh, always seek, Father, uh, your kingdom, Father, through understanding and knowing the context of your word, Lord. I pray that uh, uh, the listener uh, is blessed and uh, we are continue to be encouraged, Father, to continue to do these podcasts, Father. And again, that we do all things for your glory, Lord. Thank you for my brother, the brain. I pray that he continues to be blessed, Father. And uh, Lord, I pray that you keep uh, his family, Father, uh, safe and in your hands always, Lord. Thank you for all that you do, and thank you for this time you give us. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What's well, up, my brother? No, uh, not a whole lot. I guess we uh, we we hot and heavy in the last podcast. A little hot and heavy last podcast. That's right. I yeah. mean, we've been hot and heavy the last two podcasts. I mean, yeah, we've we been, we've been we went there. from the league of plagiarizing gentlemen, mm-hmm. and then we covered one. Uh, individual brother in Christ that does not fit the bill of the league of uh, the plagiarizing uh, gentleman, which right. is uh, Dr. Bodie Bauckham. Right. That was a heavy subject in the last one. Yeah. And then yeah. we went a little dark and not so happy with, you know, telling people about the new wave coming about with this pandemic and the COVID-19 and the vaccinations and how many people, more people are dying and need to get informed. We need to do your research and to not be afraid, bro. Because mm-hmm. obviously we're living in hard times and I believe we ended it with, you know, folks within the next six, eight months, it's going to be probably the most difficult time in, you know, your lives. Could be. So. Because we, we have bought the lie. As a society, we have bought into the lie. Yeah. And we're going to pay a heavy price for it. Yep. Yep. And I'm concerned about the future of this nation because we're going to be very, very vulnerable to our enemies, those who want to to destroy freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we. This is a very crucial time because we could uh, go either way. 
We right. could completely expose the lies of globalism, completely expose the lies of the medical bureaucratic establishment, mm-hmm. and completely devastate them and destroy their effort to destroy us. Or we could lose the next three, four, five, six generations yeah. and plunge them into a world of darkness, a world of total surveillance a world of total control by a few people who run everything and no freedom. Mm-hmm. Forget about the Constitution. Forget about First Amendment. Forget about freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of thought, freedom of anything. Yeah. They will lock you down and they will bring you under total control. Go to the UN website, folks. I've said this before. Look up Agenda 2030. Read about it. Find out what they're up to. Get the book, COVID-19, The Great Reset, by Klaus Schwab. I don't want to give him revenue. But I, w- I do want you to know what they're up to. That's their game plan. I'm most of the way through the book now. And I have a pretty good um, big picture of what they want to do and what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to quote from the book in this podcast. And uh, they want total surveillance. They want to use this COVID-19 pandemic, which they planned, by the way. We know that COVID-19 has a patent on it. They've patented it. Mm-hmm. before it even came out to the public that it even existed. <laughs> they had a patent on COVID-19. Tell me it wasn't developed in a lab. Yeah. Okay. Now, they're pushing that bioweapon, and they're using that bioweapon to push an even more dangerous and deadly bioweapon. It's called Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson Johnson, and AstraZeneca, COVID-19 experimental injections. Mm. There are four lipids that are deadly to the human body. They go into your body when they inject it. Those lipids are used for the purpose of tricking the body to get the synthetic RNA, mRNA, it's a messenger RNA, into an RNA is the messenger of the cell. You have the DNA, which is the brain. You have the RNA, which is the messenger. And the D- RNA communicates with the DNA. And that's what's done. That's how cells split and form new cells. That's how cells uh, know to protect against a foreign body that comes into the body. T cells are vital and important in the body. Anyway. It tricks the cells into not into believing that this is not a foreign body, that, that this, this is okay, and it, it's able to enter into your cell, the nucleus of your cell, and it alters your cell. Hmm. It's a fundamental altering of your body. Now, there are reports I can't verify. That's yeah. why I don't, I never really mention it in this podcast, but I'll just mention, mention it in passing. So, folks, if you want to go and try and research this and see if you can't get me any evidence or get us any evidence on this, um, that, that nanobots 
are in these shots. Mm. Microscopic nanobots, yeah, uh, so that they can turn you into, they can connect you to IA, or AI. I mean, auto, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, in, uh, artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence, and uh, people, you know, of course, the body becomes magnetic after people yeah. take the shots. They're able to put magnets on their body, and it sticks. Yeah. Right? You've seen those videos where they do that. That's they're saying. Well, that's probably because they have nanobots in the in, in the shots. I don't know. I can't prove that, so I'll just say it in passing. I'll put it out there so you folks can kind of go out, go and research and see what you can find out on that. Um, but I, I do, we do know for sure about the four lipids, uh, two of which I know for sure are poisonous to the body, and they are mRNA. Now, once it enters into the cell, it's able to alter the RNA. Now, it, people say, well, it doesn't alter your DNA. If it's going to communicate with your DNA, that's a basic alterization. I'm sorry, I'm having trouble speaking here. <laughs> uh, that's a basic um, alterization of your cell. Your, they, they, there are microscope. I've seen it this week, folk, uh, folks, where a, a doctor, I was watching a video of a doctor, he had microscopic uh, photos up on a big screen. This is a cell before COVID. This is a cell after COVID. The difference was night and day. It alters your human anatomy. It alters the very basic building block of your body, the human cell. And they say, well, then it kicks the, the, fake, the, the fake RNA out, and it sticks to the cell of your, the, you know, the cell of your body, the, the, the outside of your cell, and it dissipates. And so it's just used to alter your cell enough to fight against the COVID, so the cell knows to fight against the COVID. Right. Well, when they did an autopsy just recently on an Israeli man who had been fully vaccinated, they found that the spike proteins that were created by the mRNA experimental injection were found all over his body. Mm. They were found in every organ in his body, and that's what killed him. Spike proteins are deadly. They're dangerous. Something's going on with your phone. Something's going on with the phone. What did it do? Okay. Just want to make sure we were still online, folks. We're still on, my brother. Okay. It was a little, little alert. But that I was, was just it. sitting there watching your phone. And <laughs> something popped up, and I went, uh-oh, what happened? So anyway, right in the middle of my explanation, too. Um, and so that's what happens. People, It's the spike proteins and the body turning against itself because this is an overreaction of the T cells because that's what the shots cause to happen that kills people. But you know what they're going to tell you? They're going to tell you it's the Delta variant. Mm. They're lying to you. They're lying through their teeth. And you don't have to get their permission to believe that, okay? Stop being indoctrinated. Stop being brainwashed by these bureaucrats that want to basically depopulate the earth and then rule it. They want to take your property away. They want to shove you off to the coast. 
and then put you in boxes to live, these little tiny apartments in these high-rise buildings. It's right there, Agenda 2030, right there on the UN website. You go to the CDC website, they'll tell you all kinds of things that they know people are not going to go there and read because people don't have time for that and people don't, they're not going to pay attention. People are too trusting. They believe everything the government's telling them. Well, we come down to what we talked about just a little bit before there, Beef, and that is surveillance, right? We're talking about surveillance, brother. Yeah. So it's all tied in together. Just this big spider web mm-hmm. of all this stuff that's altering our world to a level that we're not going to recognize it within 10 years. And we're not going to like it unless we rise up and do something about it. Um, the future of home, of work at home, this is part of what they wanted to do. They wanted to use COVID to push everybody to, to work out of their home, the remote work, right? You get on your computer and you connect to your company. You can live in San Diego and your company's up in San Francisco in the Silicon Valley area and you work for one of those big Silicon Valley companies, but you live in a house here in San Diego because you can buy a house here in San Diego cheaper than you can a flat in San Francisco. And so you have a nice home down here. You go to work every day in your nice home at your computer and you're making your paycheck and I mean it's great because you're there with the family and you're working at home and you know you have the comfort of home sounds really good and it could be if it weren't for evil people wanting to do evil things they pushed this they they knew they couldn't use climate change to do this which is really what they wanted to do they wanted to push Mm -hmm. the climate change and I'm taking this all this I'm telling you I'm taking it from what I read in COVID-19 The Great Reset by Klaus Schwab Schwab, and uh, Thierry Mallard okay Uh, and they're both uh, high level operators Klaus Schwab was Professor Schwab born in 1938 in Germany uh, he's the founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum. He's a guy mm-hmm. you want to. He's a guy you want to pay attention to. Oh yeah. In 1971, he published Modern Enterprise Management in Mechanical Engineering. He argues in that book that a company must serve not only shareholders but also stakeholders to achieve long-term growth and prosperity. To promote the stakeholder concept, he founded the World Economic Forum the same year. Mm-hmm. He holds um, doctorates in economics from the University of Fribourg and in engineering, Swiss Federal Institute of Technology, and obtained a master's degree in public administration from the Kennedy School of Government at Harvard University. So no slouch, right? Mm-hmm. In 1972, in addition to his leadership role at the forum, he became a professor at the University of Geneva. He has since received numerous international and national honors, including 17 honorary doctorates. His latest books are The Fourth Industrial Revolution out of 20, in 2016 and a worldwide bestseller translated into 30 language, uh, which is The Fourth uh, Industrial Revolution. And then another book called Shaping the Future of the Fourth Industrial Revolution in 2018. And now this book, COVID-19 the Great Reset. Mm. He writes a book... Yeah. It, it's 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 uh, huge. 
because it has a huge impact. Uh, this is the guy you want to pay attention to. His uh, cohort, uh, Thierry uh, Mellorat, out of Paris, France, I'm sure I'm butchering his name. He was born in 1961, he's a year younger than me. Is the uh, managing partner of the monthly um, barometer, uh, a succinct um, predictive analysis provided to private investors, global CEOs, and opinion and decision makers. His uh, professional experience includes founding the Global Risk Network at the World Economic Forum and heading its program team. Uh, he was educated at Sorbonne, and uh, I can't pronounce that because it's in French, uh, in science, uh, Sciences Sociales, so social science, uh, in Paris, and at uh, St. Anthony's College, Oxford. So these guys are not, they're, they're not your mom and pop, you know, they're not your no. local farmer, okay? <laughs> he holds master's degrees in economics and history and a PhD in economics. Uh, he, his career spans in investment banking, think tanks, academia, and government with a three-year spell in the prime minister's office in Paris. Uh, he has written several business, business and academic, academic books and his, has published four novels. And so he's, these guys know what they're talking about. Yeah. And here's the thing. They're saying in this book that I read, I'll paraphrase it for you folks, and I'm going to read a quote in a little bit, that the purpose of COVID, basically, and you got you to read it carefully to, to understand what they're saying here, they, they use, the, 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 you, if, if you want to get people to alter the behavior and their thinking, and governments alter their behavior and their thinking to do what you want them to do, and they're really pushing globalism heavy in the book, to become globalist, you need to have some uh, crisis to use to do that. And you don't want a crisis to go to waste. They're saying mm. that in the book. Yeah, yeah. The crisis that they wanted to use was um, the climate change crisis. They're, they figured out that that was not going to work because people are not feeling immediate effects of climate change and they're not going to buy into it. And it's very slow. It's a slow train running, it takes a long time, and it's just not going to have the more uh, immediate effects that they were looking for. Mm. So, what did they do? They produced a pandemic. <laughs> yep. It's all connected to that lab in Wuhan, China. That was the catalyst. But the, pan but the COVID was not the main thing. The main thing was the shots that would come after the COVID. Yeah, yeah. And so they create a crisis, the COVID, and then they create a solution, which is worse than the crisis itself, the shots. And so what does that do? It helps, it, 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 governments will take your freedoms away, they will shut you down, they will mandate things they would normally never ever mandate or shut down, except during a pandemic. Hmm. They used the pandemic to take people's freedoms. They used the pandemic to orient people, to indoctrinate people, to believe certain things, and to accept what they wanted them to accept. The same thing right after 9-11. Yeah. What do they do? They start shutting down the shutting down the airports and you know all that security you have to go through. Who loves to fly now? I won't fly. I hate flying. 
because I hate all that those security measures. I hate the you know you got to wear a mask, you got to wear it this way, you got to do this, you got to sit in your seat like a statue, or we're going to scream and yell at you. As the, and then if you don't listen to what we're saying, we're going to have you arrested and hauled off the plane. Right? I mean, it's <laughs> like it, who wants to fly anymore? Right? Mm-hmm. Well, this is what they wanted to use COVID for to take away more of your freedoms and to surveil you. They push everybody into their homes. Now, follow me on this, folks. Follow me carefully. It'll make sense. They're pushing everybody into their homes. Why? Because, well, you can't go to the office because, you know, COVID. <laughs> you know, everybody's got to stay six feet apart. Why six feet? Why oh six, right? That's Luciferian, satanic six? six feet, right? It's all part of their game. And when you get into your homes, this is what happens. The future of work at home, mandatory artificial intelligence camera surveillance. Mm-mm-mm. Big tech call centers who require employees to work from home are mandating the installation of AI-equipped cameras in their most private areas to squeeze that last ounce of work out of them. <laughs> it's like a micromanaged Amazon warehouse in your bedroom. Do you remember the movie The Circle? I don't know if it folks if you slightly vaguely. If you haven't watched The Circle, uh, Tom Hanks is one of the main actors in it, uh, who by the way is a snake. I don't like Tom Hanks at all. I love him as an actor. He's a great actor. Yeah. But as a person, he's a snake. But anyway, <laughs> I'll just go ahead and put it out there. But anyway, um, he, does, he does a great job in this movie, though. And in the circle, he plays the CEO of a big tech company. And what ends up happening, and I don't want to spoil the whole movie, but basically what ends up happening is this heavy, heavy surveillance occurs in the in the movie and it has a really good twist at the end but this what I just read about what they want to do it's right out of that movie The Circle if you want a good understanding of what they're trying to do to you when they put you at home and put cameras in your house to watch you watch The Circle it is that movie is so prophetic and predictive when it comes to this it nailed it so I recommend you watch it for that purpose. So Columbia-based all uh, Columbia-based call center workers who provide outside, uh, outsourced customer service to some of the nation's largest companies are being pressured to sign a contract that lets their employer install cameras in their homes to monitor their work performance. A NBC News investigation found. Now, mm. don't think it's just going to be this one company. They're all going to do it. It'll spread through the industry like wildfire. And they don't care about your rights. And they don't care about your privacy. (laughs) You work for them, you're going to have to do what they say. Six workers, I hate the word workers, it's communist. Six employees based in Columbia for teleperformance one of the world's largest call center companies, which counts Apple, Amazon, and Uber among its clients, said that they are concerned about the new contract. First issued in March, 
The contract allows monitoring by AI-powered cameras in workers' homes, voice analytics, and storage of data collected from the workers' family members, including minors. Teleperformance employees more than 380,000 employees globally, including 39,000 in uh, Colombia. Now, this is just the tip of the iceberg, folks. They want to surveil you in your home. They want to surveil you outside your home, too. Haha, now I'll go to COVID 19. Here we go. And I'll read to you from the book itself and show you what they want to do to you. They not only want to kill you with the experimental injection, they want to enslave you. Contract tracing, contact tracking and surveillance. An important lesson can be learned from the countries that were more effective in dealing with the pandemic, in particular Asian nations. Technology in general and digital in particular help. Successful contact tracing proved to be a key component of a successful strategy against COVID-19. While lockdowns are effective at reducing and the reproduction rate of the coronavirus, which is garbage, by the way, they don't eliminate the threat posed by the pandemic. In addition, they come at injuriously high economic and societal costs. Excuse me, Mm. folks. (coughs) Let me get the cough out of me for just a moment. All right. It will be very hard to fight COVID-19 without an effective treatment or a vaccine, which the vaccine's killing more people than the COVID, (laughs) which we don't know how many people COVID killed. The tests aren't even accurate. We don't even know who had COVID. And until then, the most effective way to curtail or stop transmission of the virus is by widespread testing followed by the isolation of cases, contact tracing. There's your key, contract, mm. contact tracing. And we're going to focus on that. And the quarantine of contacts exposed to the people infected. As we will see below in this process, technology can be a form- formidable shortcut allowing public health officials to identify infected people. You want public health officials spying on you? Very rapidly, this contain this thus containing an, an outbreak before it starts to spread. Mm. See the game plan, folks. This is how they sneak their surveillance in on you. They make it sound like it's a good thing when it's not. Contact tracing and tracking are therefore essential components of our public health response to COVID nineteen. Now, how do they do it? We're going to get to that. Both terms are often used interchangeably, yet they have slightly different meanings. A tracking app gains insights in real time by, for example, determining a person's current location through geodata via GPS coordinates or radio cell location. By contrast, tracing consists in gaining insights in retrospect, like identifying physical contacts between people using Bluetooth. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you like your Bluetooth? I love my Bluetooth. I can play music on it and all kinds of stuff. I'll go to my little Bluetooth I think we speaker. all love our Bluetooth, bro. We love our Bluetooth, but did you know your Bluetooth is spying on you? Oh, here it comes. Neither offer a miracle solution that can stop 
in its entirety the spread of the pandemic, but they make it possible to almost immediately sound the alarm. You think they're just going to use it for pandemics, folks? Permitting early intervention, thus limiting or containing the outbreak, particularly when it occurs in super-spreading environments, like a community or family gathering. You want to have Thanksgiving dinner with your family? Then you get a knock on the door from the health official saying, "Uh, we know you're gathering, we got you on Bluetooth. Busted. Get ready for shutdown 2.0, folks. It's coming. They don't care that you're vaccinated. They're still going to shut you down. Mm -hmm. They didn't tell you that, did they? They didn't say that in the evening news. All right. For reasons of convenient and ease of reading, we'll merge the two and we'll use them interchangeably, as articles in the press often do. The most effective form of tracking or tracing is obviously one powered by technology. It not only uh, allows backtracking all the contacts with whom the user of a mobile phone has been in touch, but also tracking the user's real-time movements, which in turn affords a possibility to better enforce a lockdown and to warn other mobile users of the proximity of the carrier that they have been exposed to someone infected. All they got to do is mm-hmm. make, make up a disease. Yeah. It doesn't have to be real. And then they can say, you're carrying that disease. It's fake. And they can use it against you. Mm. They don't like your politics. They can shut you down. They don't like your religion. They can shut you down. Shut you down. It comes as no surprise that digital tracing has become one of the most sensitive issues in terms of public health, raising acute concerns about privacy around the world. In the early phases of the pandemic, many countries, mostly in East Asia, but also others like Israel, decided to implement digital tracing under different forms. They shifted from the retroactive tracing of chains of past contagion to the real-time tracking of movements in order to confine a person infected by COVID-19 and to enforce subsequent quarantines or partial lockdowns. On the onset, on the outset, excuse me, I'm sorry, let me try this again. From the outset, China, Hong Kong, SAR, and South Korea implemented coercive and intrusive measures of digital tracing. They looked, they took the decision of track, to track, let's try it again. They took the decision <laughs> to track individuals without their consent. Through, without their consent, brother. Without their consent, okay. Through their mobile and credit card data. Their mobile phone, phones uh-huh. and their credit card. They, they traced their credit cards. Through that, cards. wow. Jeez. Did you know that they were doing that, folks? They didn't ask for permission. And even employed video surveillance in South Korea. You say, they can't do that. All they got to do is declare a national emergency and then do whatever, whatever they want to do. Think of, you better think about that. In addition, some, econ- some economies require the mandatory wearing of electronic bracelets for travel arrivals and people in quarantine in Hong Kong, SAR, um, to alert those individuals susceptible of being infected. Others opted for middle ground solutions where individuals placed in quarantine are equipped with a mobile phone to monitor their location 
and be publicly identified should they breach the rules. Mm. There's your social uh, credit score right there. Right there. The digital tracing solution most lauded and talked about was the Trace Together app run by Singapore's Ministry of Health. It seems to offer the ideal balance between efficiency and privacy concerns by keeping user data on the phone rather than on a server. And by assigning the login uh, anonymously, the contact detected only works with the latest versions of Bluetooth. Mm. Uh, an obvious limitation in many of less digital advanced countries where a large percentage of mobiles do not do, do not have sufficient bluetooth capability for co- for effective detection bluetooth identifies a user's physical contacts with another user of the application accurately to within about 2 meters 2 meters wow and if a risk of covid-19 transmission is incurred the app will warn the contact, at which point the transmission of stored data to the Ministry of Health becomes mandatory. They send it to the Ministry of Health, the new Gestapo. Mm. But the contact's anonymity, I'll say it slowly, (laughs) is maintained. It's maintained for right now until some law comes along that mandates that it not be anonymous for the public good. See, it's always for the public good, right? Trace together is therefore non-intrusive in terms of privacy and its code available in open source makes it usable by any country anywhere in the world, yet privacy advocates object that there are still risk. Mm. If the entire population of a country downloaded the application, and if there were a sharp increase in COVID-19 infections, then the app would uh, could end up identifying most citizens. Ah, there it is. Yeah. Cyber intrusions. Issues of trust in the operator of the system and the timing of data retention pose additional privacy concerns. And at one point he says, imagine North Korea in 2030. And you're standing there watching a, uh, an address by mm. the great leader. Okay. <laughs> and you're trying to keep your expression and everything appropriate for that so you don't get into trouble. Yeah, but the yeah. risk, but the uh, band that you're, required, you're mandated to wear, the government has mandated to wear the wrist band, uh-huh. is analyzing your body, your heart rate, everything. Mm. And it knows when you're angry. It knows when you're happy. It knows when you're excited. It knows when you're having reactions that are not allowed when watching the great leader. And then off to the gulag you go. (laughs) This is, this is, we have this technology now. This is where we are. They can use that kind of monitoring with Bluetooth and they can they can know yeah. they can know your responses and your reactions. They they'll know your politics, your religion, your thoughts, mm-hmm. your your ideology, all of it. Yeah. And if they don't like you, if they don't like it, they just find some reason to haul you away. There's a million laws out there. I'm sure we've broken a few of them. 
<laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many laws out there that it's impossible. Everybody, everybody has has done something that they can um, get you on. All of you have. They can find something on you. Trust me. No, even as wonderful, and nice, as, as clean a life as you live, they will still find something on you, and they will exploit it. And they will destroy you in the social media, and then they will maybe even take legal action against you, sue you, or put you in jail. Or put you in a green zone, which is really an internment camp, right? They're talking about doing that, taking the unvaccinated and putting them in internment camps called green zones for at least six months or maybe longer, or indefinitely. Yeah. Yeah. Folks, and do you think you can trust your government? Do you think they're just clean as a driven snow and they just have your best interest at heart? Interest at heart? Think again. And no, don't think you're going to get rescued after seven years because, you know, this is the tribulation period and Christ is going to come back. Think again. Mm-hmm. You better rise up and start fighting for your rights. Yeah. God doesn't want you sitting around on your duff waiting for him to come rescue you. That's not what he told us to do. He told us to fight the spiritual battles and to get up and to work. But what are a lot of you doing? You're believing the Left Behind series eschatology and the pastors are pushing it and you're sitting on your duff going, well, I'm going to get raptured out of here anyway before all this goes awry. And so what am I worried about? Let the other people deal with that. Wrong answer. You're going to deal with it. Because that's a wrong, the- that's a wrong eschatology. Okay? So that's, that's, not, that's not what the scripture says. Okay, so and that's a problem, brother, mm-hmm. with the church right now. Because that's huge, bro. Because they're believing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, they and are. they're sitting on their duff, and that's why this is rolling down. They're rolling like a stream steamroller over us, mm-hmm. because we're not standing up and saying, "That's it. Don't cross that land. That sign. And that." Uh, what we drew in the sand there, that, that line in the sand, or right. we're, we're going to go ballistic on you. They don't care because we're just a bunch of sheep sitting around waiting for Christ to come and rescue us. Right. We need to start thinking differently. That's, That's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be rising up, speaking truth, fighting this kind of censorship, fighting this kind of surveillance, fighting this kind of intrusion. They want to destroy your families. They want to destroy your livelihood. They want to destroy your privacy and have total control over you. It's not a conspiracy theory. Every day it's becoming more and more of a reality. I'll I'll pass the ball over to you, brother. Those are facts, bro. Those are facts. Folks, we need to be informed. We need to look into these things. We need to understand, you know, the way things are happening. You can look at history itself. How do you think, I was reading this just recently, a a woman from Austria uh, that tells 
you know, in her youth, I think she was 11, 12 years old, I believe, when uh, uh, Hitler, you know, his ideology came into Austria and how it came and painted this beautiful picture of how great things would be if they adopted their ideology. And she goes in detail as to how they were persuaded, how their voting shifted to that ideology, mm-hmm. how it came into Austria, mm-hmm. and what it became. Right. And obviously, we're talking technology things here. How you know mm-hmm. they they're able to you know uh, listen to us, and but it was the same type of concept in gaining people to quote-unquote, trust the ideology. Right. We're going to do all these great things for you. Look, it's working out. Everybody else is doing it. We're saving your life. We're saving you. Exactly. Because, you know, we're saving you from that big boogeyman, the COVID, you know. Exactly. And then, all of a sudden, everybody's so deep into the ideology Uh that it just, everything falls apart. And then they figure out, how did we get enslaved like this? How did we end up like this? Well, because you allowed it. (laughs) You didn't research. You didn't stay uh, firm and say, wait a minute, no, let me look into these things and understand what it's behind it. Right. Don't just go paint me the beautiful picture. You know, it's like a good salesman, right? Paint you a beautiful picture of, you know, what the product is, but there's all that hidden terms and conditions. Right, (laughs) right. And and this is how a mass psychosis of of a society occurs. Yeah, and 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 don't you imagine once the tank started rolling and the bomb started dropping, that those Christians were going, "How did this happen? And where's God? Right? Why doesn't God just rescue us?" Exactly. Well, there was no rescue coming for quite a while. Mm-hmm. It took four years to win that war, and a lot of people died, and a lot of people suffered. And we're in a war right now, folks. And if we don't rise up and start fighting this war, a lot of people are going to die and a lot of people are going to suffer. Most definitely. And like we said in the last podcast, a prediction of 50 million Americans between now and next year, or now in the spring of next year, could lose their life to these injections that are being injected in people's arms. That's just in America. Yeah, it, it, worldwide the number could be absolutely devastating. Yes, it can, brother. Our world is about to change drastically. You got a little reprieve over the summer, <laughs> but it ain't going to last. That is true, bro. Unless we rise up as a people. And say, no, we're not playing this game anymore. We're not going to put up with it anymore. We are going to fight against you by any means possible to preserve our God-given rights and our freedoms. And we're not going to buy into your gaslighting and your lies any longer. That's where we need to be. And they're rising up in France. Over 2 million people protesting in France over the weekend. Italy's rising up. Rising up around Europe. And they're rising up in Australia because Australia's getting really draconian, shutting down very heavily. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And the people are angry. And they're rising up against that. UK, 
London. Yeah. Flooding London yeah. with protests all the time because UK has gotten really, really strict. And it's, it's coming to America soon, folks. <laughs> What's happening in Europe is about to happen here. Oh, yeah. They're going to shut you down. They're going to cut off, they're going to cut, they're going to disrupt, try to disrupt your flu, few, uh, food supply, the, the, the distribution of food around the country. They're going to try to disrupt that. They want to, to put, they, they want to punish you, number one, if you're not obeying them, or, or, and that's in their mind, that's what it is. You don't do what we tell you, we'll punish you. Um, or the other Way, check your phone again, brother. The other way is that they they're looking to uh, manipulate you through uh, psychosis. This is a psychological warfare against you, and this is a uh, cyber warfare against you. This mm-hmm. is a technocracy, oligarchy, uh, surveillance war against you. What do we do? What's the solution? I did a video called Solutions, and mm-hmm. uh, here's, here's what I think the solution is. Keep politics local. Take care of your family first, and anything that violates your principles or anything that you think is dangerous, say, no, I'm not doing that. You're going to have to fire me. And trust God to provide for you and your family. God will provide. But you stand with your principles. Rise up in mass against them. 160 deputy sheriffs in San Francisco Mm -hmm. told their sheriff, you mandate these vaccines, which he wants to do, we're walking out the door. Now, there's only a little over 800 sworn personnel in that department. Mm-hmm. 160 would be devastating to that department. Oh, yeah. That's approximately 20% of the, of the sworn personnel. Mm-hmm. You think they'd be able to continue to function at the level they are now with 160 walking out the door all in one day? You think they got that sheriff's attention? He might be rethinking his strategy. Because if they walk out the door, how many more are going to say, you know what, I, I, don't, I don't want this either. I'm mm-hmm. walking out too. Yeah. And then what happens, even if he keeps the other 80%, what's going to happen over this winter when another 20 or 30% of them are out of work? Yeah. Because they're either maimed or killed by this injection. Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson Johnson... Choose your poison. <laughs> it's going to kill you. Yep. And now he's got a 50% reduction in his workforce. That, at that point, that department essentially shuts down. It can't function on mm-hmm. 50%. Yep. Um, there's a, so, I mean, these kind of things are starting to happen. People are starting to rise up. And that's what you do. You rise up in mass. You join together, like-minded people like you, and you join together and you form a pack and you start confronting local politicians. I watched a video this week, brother, of a, uh, one of a, a, a 
physician's assistant, which mm-hmm. is basically a doctor. Yeah. He he spoke to a uh, he spoke to a uh, school board. He laid it all out on. I saw that one. Yes. He ripped it apart. He yes. That he did. poor that poor school board was probably sitting there as a, as a, they were singed. It, they were just a little singed pile behind their desk at that point because oh, yeah. he just he totally destroyed anything they w- w- could have used to enforce masks or vaccines on those mm-hmm. kids. He he completely destroyed it. Yeah. He said no mask, no vaccines. They're dangerous for our kids. It, you, you're going to kill the kids. You, you're damaging them psychologically. You're hurting them physically with the mask. Stop. Yeah. Another one, another doctor I watch go up to another school board. And these are on, you got to go to bit shoot and find these folks. They're on bit shoot. And he, he, he goes up and he does the same thing again. And then he gives the school board his mm-hmm. his um, email address, and he says, "Contact me, because if you make the right decision and you fight against these health department uh, Nazis that want to do this to these kids, he goes, and you need a material witness against them. Give me a call. Send me an email. I'll come and I will." I will help you. (laughs) I will fight for you if you do the right thing. That's what we need to do, folks. And we need to rise up and say, you want to mandate this stuff? My kid's not going to your school. You need to rise up to your employer and say, you know what? You want to mandate this vaccine? I'm not going to work for you anymore. Or you know what? I'll work for you, and then you're going to have to fire me because I'm not taking it. What if 50% of the company, especially if it's a smaller company, walked in and said, we're not taking this experimental injection. It's a violation of Nuremberg Code for you to mandate it. Mm. It's a violation. It's a crime against humanity for you to mandate it. So you want 50% of your workforce gone, and then maybe another 30% when... the rest of your people who've been vaccinated are dying from the vaccine. If you want to basically shut your company down and close the doors by, by the spring of 2022, you go ahead and mandate this vaccine. You'll be out of business within a year. You know what I found interesting, brother, that you mentioned in the mandated vaccines? When, uh, and I, I, it, it was President Biden that said, and I can't remember exactly the statement, but I'm, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit of but I believe he said, there's really no true mandate that we can force on people to take the vaccine. But he did say, right. but we're looking for exceptions. Looking for, there is no exception to the Nuremberg Code when it comes to a medical yeah. experiment. But the like fact this. that he said that, it's like, are you kidding me? So you're yeah, actually trying to push force. Right, because this. globalists don't want to be... Um, charged, right? right? They don't want to be blamed, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they want an avenue in to get this done. And yeah, this is right. why they're doing that. So, yeah, it, I'll tell you, there's some exceptions for us. Okay. There's religious exceptions. There's medical exceptions. Mm-hmm. You know what? All you got to do, folks, is tell your boss, I'm religious. First of all, if he mandates it, you you have to go... By what policy and by what law? 
Well, there is no law. Okay, by what policy? By what mandate? Well, HR sent it in. Okay, where did HR get it? Health department. Okay, I want it in writing. I want that mandate and that policy in writing, and I want it with, you know, within the week, and then I want you to give me enough time to review it because I have a right to inform consent. Mm-hmm. You review it, you find the, and it's going to be in legalese. So if you need to take it to a lawyer to look at it, you can. Or if you need to get Black's Law Dictionary to figure it out, you can. Find, all of them are going to have exceptions. They're all going to have ways to get out of it, okay? So what you do is you look for that. And I guarantee you, if, if you don't, if you're a Christian and you object to the tissue of aborted babies being used in the development of a vaccine, and that's why you don't want to take them, and it's highly offensive to you, you can use that because that's true of these, of these as well. Mm-hmm. And all, you don't have to give an ex- explanation. All you have to do is say, I'm... Okay, I've read the policy, and based upon this section right here in the policy, I am religiously exempt from taking this, this experimental injection. Have a good day. I'm going back to work. Make them fire you. When they fire you, go get, go get a, uh, a lawyer that specializes in employment law and sue them for religious discrimination. Don't sue them for the vaccine. Sue them for religious discrimination. I guarantee you that will get their attention real fast. (laughs) Yep. That's how you play their game. You got to learn how to play their game better than they play it. That's how you play it. Make them fire you. Because when they fire you, you can get benefits then. You can go to unemployment, get benefits. You can get all kinds of things when they they fire you. And then turn around and sue them. Your Honor, I was religiously discriminated against. I had a religious objection to the experimental injection, which, by the way, cannot be mandated. It's illegal to mandate it. And that's why I'm suing them. And you know, have your lawyer make the argument. They're better at it. They know all the procedures. They know all the arguments that need to be used, especially one that deals with this type of thing all the time. Um, I guarantee you that company won't even go to court. They'll try to settle out of court. And you can settle and say, you know what, I'll take this amount of money and I want my job back. And I don't want you harassing me or haranguing me ever again. Okay, you got your job back and we'll write you a check. Because <laughs> we, we don't want to go to court and get hit with a million dollar suit. Yep. Because any kind of sex discrimination, religion discrimination, uh, anything like that, that's in the federal statutes, and they know it's in there. The EEOC, you can file an EEOC complaint against them, but usually you're either going to have to file an EEOC complaint or you're going to have to 
um, Sue. It's going to be one or the other. Uh, but I we've had uh, EOC complaints filed with mm-hmm. the department I worked yeah. with before. Some of the ladies filed it because of their conditions in the locker rooms, which were less than ideal, and they were uh, discriminatory. And uh, boy, that got the that got the department's attention real fast. And those conditions those conditions changed real quick. I guarantee you, those kind of complaints get their attention real fast. And uh, so that's all you got to do. You got to play that game. Don't argue Nuremberg Code. Don't argue this is not fair. Don't argue. No. I have a religious exemption. Um, They don't want to accept that? Fine. I'm filing a lawsuit for religious discrimination. Really that simple. That's how you fight. Now, we have to... The best politics is the local politics. Now, these globalists, like out of the book I read to you this evening, they want global politics. And I've read, I was reading all about that in his book. He, he talks about globalism versus nationalism and so forth. And he's really advocating heavy for globalism because he says globalism can keep the world together and keep keep countries from fighting from each fighting each other and keep the chaos that would occur under nationalism from occurring he really slammed nationalism as being just disorganized and chaotic and dangerous to the world and lauded globalism as being the glue that would glue the world together and keep it uh, in harmony and keep it safe and all of this kind of stuff uh, which I totally disagreed with in the, as far as what he wrote in his book on that. But this is what they want. Uh, what's good for society, right? They always say, for the common good, for the good of all, right? I'm, I have a different argument. Here's my argument. What's good for the individual is good for society. What's not good for the individual is a disaster for society. Better pay attention to the individual. They want to sacrifice the individual on the altar of the greater good for society. Well, that's not a greater good. I want to exalt the individual and provide for the individual their freedom and their liberty and their their ability to worship in the manner they choose, to take care of their family, to... Uh, work and be free and have free speech and free thought and free expression because that benefits society. Mm. Now, with shutdowns and and all of this uh, stuff going on in social media where they're censoring people and everything, that's bad for society. But they're trying to do the great, what's you know best for the greater good of society by slamming the individual. That won't work. That's why I don't like globalism. When you can keep politics local, you can have better control over your politicians. It's hard to have control over some politician that's 2,000 miles away in some office, in some capital building, in some, that, 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 that 
the influence on them is more from the lobbyists and the globalists and the people bribing them and the people blackmailing them and the people having that kind of influence on them. You have no influence, but they're supposed to represent you. They don't represent you. They represent the elite. And that's both Republicans and Democrats. So for you Republicans out there that think, oh, it's got a big R behind its name, I can vote for it, think again. You better check your Republicans too because they're just as bad as the Democrats when it comes to stabbing you in the back when it comes to this kind of globalism, when it comes to this kind of technocracy oligarchy. Who was it invented the, the entire... Um, Airport Security Agency, right? Mm -hmm. The TSA. A Republican president. Hmm, how about that? He stabbed you in the back. We didn't need all that. We didn't need all that. Okay? So here's the thing. Oh, but it's keeping us safe. You really believe that? You really believe that? Then, okay. I can't do anything to help you. So anyway... um, so that's where we are. So fight at the local level. Do what these doctors are doing. They're going to, they're, where are they starting? They're starting at the school board. Why? Because those school board uh, members, those school board elected officials, are the future state senators, state representatives, U.S. senators, U.S. representatives, future governors. They start at the lower level. You've got to teach them a lesson at the lower level. You've got to keep politics local. And if communities and counties all over the United States, if they elected the right sheriff, that would basically tell um, Nazi-style feds that want to come in and shut your farm down because you're providing raw milk to people, if you don't have a sheriff that will walk in there and say, get off this farm or you're going to jail, and leave my farmers alone. If you don't have that kind of sheriff, you got the wrong sheriff. Elect a different one. You got to elect. Um, and sheriffs have that power, folks. They have the power to tell feds what to do. Little known fact: in California, federal law enforcement uh, officers or officials, they don't have any uh, jurisdiction in California. People don't know that. I was a cop here for 30 years. I know what the penal code says on this. I had statewide authority as a state officer in California. FBI agents and those guys, Border Patrol and all those guys, they had no authority. The only authority they had was over federal buildings and federal laws and jurisdictions. That's it. That's all, so they had less authority than I had in the state of California. Your county sheriff is the most powerful law enforcement officer in the country. They have mm-hmm. a lot of power, and they can tell feds what to do. Remember that. Elect the right sheriff. Elect the right school board. Uh, and, and fight them when they're not doing what you want them to do for your kids. And let them know they don't own your kids. God does. And God has them on loan to you. And God made you responsible for their upbringing. That's how that works.
So that's how we do it. We fight on the local level. Petitions. Show up. Rally. Organize. These globalists are not the only ones that can do community organizing. We can do it too. We need to get better at it than they are. And that's the solution. Stop waiting on Trump. Stop waiting on Jesus Christ to come in the sky and rescue you. Stop that garbage. If Trump shows back up, he shows back up. If he does it, he does it. It doesn't matter. We're going to fight on the local level. That's what we have to do. Mm. Besides that, I, I, don't think I, I don't think you have anything else to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just give a sigh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have to. Uh, you know. Yeah, no, that that was great stuff, brother. And you know, thank you for doing that because, folks, you know, we we take to heart and you know, encouraging, especially believers to research. You know, come on, we're living life here. We're all living the same life. And as Christians, our hope and trust is in the Lord always. But at the same time, that doesn't stop you from researching, just like you research scripture to find the context and the application. You do the same with what's happening in the world. We right. look at, you know, we look at resources, we look at, you know, things, whether there's you know, they're good or they're bad or you look at history and see what has happened in history and how history repeats itself just in a new era with technology that we have. Right. So we have to be informed, you know, on top of what my brother, uh, you know, was reading from the uh, COVID-19, The Great Reset, Mm -hmm. that book. Uh, I also have, um, which is written by Klaus Schwab and Theory Malerit. Uh, also, other books, and I mean, I think you, brother, may, may, may have uh, heard of uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits. Oh, yeah. She's, she's killing it. Amazing. She's, she's a molecular biologist and researcher. And she's, the founding, the one, she's the one that predicted 50 million deaths over the next Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, in her book, her number one book, I think it's called Plague of Corruption, which I have not read. And I've tried ordering it. But what these... Stores like Amazon and some of these warehouses did. They mm. bought all the books from the actual publisher, and they won't ship it. They won't ship it. They won't ship it. So uh, you'll be, you know, it's okay. Good, good luck finding a copy. What does that, basically? What does that tell you, folks? Yeah, they want to lie to you. Exactly. So stop put tell you. You got to stop putting up with that crap. Yeah. Just understand who they are. These are very, very evil people. And you need to be have the guts to tell them to their face that you know what they're doing. And it's evil. And you're going to take them down. Yep. By one means or another. You've got to get some guts and get in their face and stop allowing them to steal your kids and destroy your kids and destroy your families with their stupid agendas. They wanted to... She obviously wrote something that the deep state got scared of. They're scared of her. Because she she exposed Fauci before anybody did. Her her latest book, just 
Listen to this title. There you go. Ending Plague, A Scholar's Obligation in an Age of Corruption. That tells you a lot yep. about yep. what that book is about. So anyways, yep. he participated in a documentary called Plandemic. And there was an actual Plandemic 2, uh, which they came out with because the first one got so much heat because Ooh. of... You know, all the information right. she she, right. she exposed. She's killing it. That mm-hmm. they had to follow up with a second now, one. Now, let me ask you a question. Yes. Who's the publisher? Uh, let's see. The publisher is... I think it's Sky... What does it say? I read it right here. Because <laughs> what we can do is we can order it straight from the publisher. That's true. And here, let me go ahead. Uh, and I'm scrolling down to see if I can find it here. Uh, I don't see it, but let me continue looking. Um, Amazon and those guys are a bunch of snakes. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, let's see, they've been so heavily censored, no one can buy it. Case Against, uh, there was another, even another book that she wrote, The Case Against Masks 10 Reasons Why Mask Use, Masks mask Use Should right. Be Limited. Right. Heavily censored, no one can buy it. She but has here. a she has a bit shoot channel on on uh, on. I on, believe on so. No, I, I, I'm a member of her channel. I, I, oh, okay. I'll yeah, yeah. It. So you know I'll, exactly what. Uh, yeah, I'll bring it up and uh, tell you what. Her, I think it's called Plandemic, but uh, I'll take a look and make sure. Real quick. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the documentary is Plandemic. Yeah. Yeah, brother. So it's plandemicseries.com. That's where you would go and find these uh, documentaries in regards to the pandemic that Dr. Uh, Mikovits mm-hmm. kind of destroys <laughs> in regards yeah. to, you know, it, you know, being a COVID-19, blah, 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 and also the vaccine. And her channel on BitChute is called Plandemic as well. She has some really good videos and stuff on there. Excellent videos. Excellent stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the name of the publisher, which I just came across, is Sky Horse. So like a horse running like in a the horse, sky. Right? That is correct. Sky horse. So picture a horse. Sky running. horse. That's the way to remember it. Picture a horse running in the sky. Sky horse. And so. I'm pretty sure they'll be able to provide. Oh yeah! If you if you go to their webpage and contact them directly, they um, they will sell you the book directly. I'm sure. Um, so we'll be able to it would be find worth it. your time, folks, because it'll have a wealth of information in it. Yes, um, it does. And uh, you you wonder what when I talk about mRNA and how the lipids and how it goes and so I got that a lot of it from her. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, the one that goes into detail in regards to all that, right? Mm-hmm. She's not only a, a molecular biologist scientist, she's also an educator. She she really knows how to put it out in a way where you can understand it and learn it. And uh, so I've learned a lot from her and other doctors who have yeah. um, really looked at that. Here's a snippet of uh, where it, she says COVID-19 vaccines aren't real vaccines. Just to kind of give you an idea, folks. Uh, what she says, the COVID-19 vaccine really isn't a vaccine in the medical definition of a vaccine. It does not improve your immune response to the infection, nor does not limit you from getting the infection. It's really an experimental gene therapy that could prematurely kill large amounts of the population and disable exponentially more. 
and uh, this is Dr. Mikovic uh, uh, saying, quoted in this interview, I'm just beside myself with anger over this synthetic gene therapy, this chemical poison and what they're doing worldwide, Milkovitz says. We're already seeing deaths from this shot. It's illegal. It shouldn't be done. It should be stopped right now. It should have never been allowed to happen, yet we see it being forced on the most vulnerable populations. Uh, and then uh, it says, indeed, news and social media reports suggest recipients are starting to drop like flies. Many die of unknown causes within days, sometimes hours of getting the first or second shot. This one right here, brother. Baseball legend Hank Aaron uh-huh. passed away two weeks after receiving the vaccine. Right. Yet, this was not ever mentioned in his New York Times obituary. Surely, had he tested positive for SARS, for SARS COVID two, he would have been declared a COVID nineteen fatality, whether right. the virus actually had anything to do with it or not. <laughs> right. But when it comes to the vaccine, even eyebrow raising timing is dismissed as coincidental and irrelevant. Now, all of a sudden, all people dying shortly after vaccination are shrugged off with the excuse that they're old and could have died. Any day, anyway. Right. <laughs> Old people dying with SARS-CoV-2, however, must be stopped at any cost. Funny how that works. <laughs> she just lays it on the line like that. I, you know, she really does, and she's good at it. Uh, there's just so much here. I wanted to take just a moment and play this uh, physician's assistant. He was phenomenal. Mm. And I, I want this is on her Bitchu channel, Pandemic. And uh, we'll just get this video going. I'll see if I can uh, get the big speaker on it here uh, and uh, get it locked in so we can get sound. Um, here we go. I'll turn the other one off so they don't interrupt. They tend to interrupt each other. Uh, they just don't have a good relationship. My iPad and my phone, they just don't. When it comes to Bluetooth, <laughs> they don't have a good relationship at all. So anyway. They don't get so, along, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so anyway, let me bring this up and uh, wait till you hear this. Mm. Uh, oh, it is bit shoot, which means I'm hoping it loads up. All right, thank you. I'm a physician assistant, and I've worked in healthcare for over 15 years. I have been working in the valley in cardiology at the hospitals for about three years, and right now I work in internal medicine, and I also work with the Border Patrol uh, screening the immigrants that come in. So I've had firsthand experience with COVID, especially before anybody in the media knew about it because I have certain government clearance. So I'm here to talk about a lot of the misinformation that's out there. First of all, most people don't know in the general population the actual facts of what's going on with COVID, okay? Number one, because they don't know where to look for it. This is very complicated even for a medical professional. Number two, you may not have the time, like most people here, to actually dig in deep and see the facts that are out there. Number three, and the most important, is that the government and many entities are actually censoring true factual information that I'm about to present to you. 
You can't find it. It's not out there. Mm -hmm. I understand that you might have some doctors on your board or doctors that come and help you out, but I can tell you one thing. If they're telling you something different than I'm about to tell you, they're either, one, misinformed, and they're not looking in the right places. Two, they're straight up lying to you, and that would lead me to believe that who is paying you or who is influencing you to say these things. Number one, the case counts. is absolutely obliterous. You could be run over by a car, and you go into the ER, you say I'm short of breath because your blood is fully filling your lungs, and if they test you for COVID, you died of COVID, not of a car accident. You could have known severe cardiovascular disease, which is what I partake in, and you come in with an absolute 100% heart attack, but they test you for COVID, what did you die of? COVID. What just happened about two weeks ago? CDC is now telling all the laboratories to stop using the PCRs that we've been using this whole time because they cannot decipher between the flu and COVID. So we have to stop using them. That information alone should stop this whole ridiculousness, okay? Number two, the masks. What is the dirtiest spot on your body? It is your mouth. I'm pretty sure no one here would sit there and smell their anus and their private parts all day because that seems disgusting. But your mouth is dirtier than your private parts. Why would you sniff the bacteria that comes out of your mouth all day long and force that on our children? That is wrong. That is psychologically affects them. And you're going to implore more infections on them. There are literally studies that I can prove to you that are on the CDC website that are randomized control studies that show that nor hand washing nor wearing surgical masks, especially anything less than that, actually prevents you from getting infected, whether if you're infected or you're trying to prevent an infection. I can sit here alone on that topic for at least three hours and talk to you about how that is so ridiculous. Let's get to the most important part because I'm very limited on time and I could sit here for hours and talk to you about this. The unvaccinated theory is nothing but BS, okay? Does anyone here know, especially the medical professionals here, that the CDC about a month and a half ago changed the requirement for hospitals and clinics to count a COVID case? If you are now vaccinated, you don't have to register that person as a COVID case if they have COVID. Even if they're in the hospital and dying of COVID, if they were vaccinated, you don't have to count that as a, as a COVID case. Why are people saying, oh, the, the unvaccinated are filling the hospitals? Because the CDC has literally changed that. So if you get COVID and you're vaccinated, you don't count into the pool of people that are vaccinated. Does anybody here know that? I doubt it. Do we also know of the change in the PCR test? No, I doubt that. So you are born for education, not health. There's never been a study on social distancing or any of these ridiculous practitioners that are in between you. So you're telling me that you're safe to breathe, but we're not safe to breathe? Even on the CDC, after 15 minutes of being in the same room with somebody, you're breathing in the same air, okay? So let's get past this ridiculousness because it doesn't work. And in the vaccines, just a whole other nutshell case in itself. In six months, more people have died from this vaccine than in 20 years of every single vaccine given in America. Let that sink in. In six months, 12,000. And the VAERS reporting system, Harvard, who everyone should trust here, did a major study, and they found out that only 1% of all the adverse effects and deaths are actually reported. So imagine that. If 12,000 we know now have died 
That's only 1%. 1%. What just came out last week that probably no one here knows because it's been censored. There was just now a lawsuit that went up against the CDC and the FDA because they found out that these pharmaceutical companies created their own adverse effects agencies where the reporting is happening there. And they found out that it seems now that in three days over 45,000 people have died because of vaccine. I work with people who have COVID and not. I know more people that have died from the vaccine than that have died from COVID, okay? I can sit here and give you so much information that will boggle your brain. Now, it is not our duty here to figure out what is going on in this country. Why are we being misinformed, okay? That's not our duty. I could help you, but your duty is to focus on our children's education, okay? And the buildings and whatnot that you have said, which is awesome that you take your pride in that. Not my child's vaccination status, okay? That's not your duty. And you should be worried about people wanting to vaccinate their children when this has killed more children than has ever happened in any history of vaccines. I have all this information and it's readily accessible. My email is Miguel A. Escobar 55 at gmail.com. Miguel A. Escobar. 55 at gmail.com. I can provide you over a thousand pieces of literature, especially over 300 showing that hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin actually work. Because everyone that I have personally treated, I know not one person in my section of family or friends that has been hospitalized or died. So this whole craziness about the, the unvaccinated? No. You can still get COVID if you are vaccinated. You can still spread COVID if you are vaccinated. That is a false statement if someone thinks that because you are vaccinated, you are not going to spread this. And the biggest one of all is that there is still no proof that a child has actually infected a teacher or caused a death in any school in the world. Why are we worried about our children? If you truly care about their safety and their wellness, then why hasn't anyone mentioned that children in 2020 increased their suicide rates by five-fold? Five-fold. You want to know why my 3K, 4K student isn't going to go to Edinburgh? Because your protocols. Because most of the people that I talk to, well, I'm also in the upper echelons. I'm a PA. I've lived here for long enough to know who, who runs around here. We don't want to put our children where you're going to wear, put these partitioners or wearing a mask or my kids going to have to worry because he's touching and hugging his friend, which we've been doing the whole time. Why? Because I'm not going to sit at home on a, on a TV screen making sure that my kid watches a screen when I don't even let him watch TV to begin with. Why are we going in reverse, people? I know everybody here probably partook in a chicken pox party, like myself. I'm old enough to do that. Hey, it's okay. Let him, let him get a little dirty. Why are we so scared of germs? Germs are what create immunity in the body. And what vaccines and medicine is trying to mimic in our bodies is the immune system. There is nothing stronger 
than our own immune system. But the school, if they really want to make it a difference, and I can tell you this because I've served on many boards. I'm very active in the PA society, and I've been very active in politics my whole life. If you really want to make a difference, do what no one else is doing. Not one person at the CDC, FDA, or any of the AMA, you name it. I DHR, none of them. STHS, nobody will sit here and tell the most unhealthiest city in America voted twice now. Okay? Hey, go exercise. Hey, focus on your eating. Hey, go outside, do something. Because the only way you're not going to get sick of COVID and the only way we're going to really help the community into lowering the deaths of people that are going to die because they're unhealthy is to eat healthy and be healthy. And for our children, part of that is our social interactions. Our 3K, 4K completely depend on facial recognition and trusting a face that you can see, not a mask face. I would never put my child in that. And the people that I, I talk to, thousands of people a day, and you can see my spirit here, okay? And believe me, I will let them know. Do not get vaccinated and don't put your child in something that's going to lower their education. It's going to lower everything about what's going on right now. We should not live in fear. If we start this with prayer, then you should know that God tells you don't live in fear. We're always going to live in infections. We're always going to live with diseases. The only way to get around that is live healthy. Be healthy. So I implore you all, Please look at the facts. Don't go by what the media says because it's straight up lies. I can prove this to you 100%. I work at a facility, at the Donna facilities. I work with children and adults all day long. We've seen over 70,000 people in tents that are like this, like this. Tight, very tight. Do you think people wear masks in there? Why do you think they don't want people to go in there with cameras? Because it would, sh- it would put the whole pandemic to shame. Because no one's vaccinated, no one's wearing masks, everybody's pretty much sick because they're immune. Imagine people coming over for a month, their immune system is to the floor, but not one person has died of COVID. And just right now, another study that just came out by John Hopkins, John Hopkins just came out with a study with over 48,000 kids showing that no healthy child died of COVID. That the only children that died of COVID were the very severely ill, which most of those children can't even be in school. So get over the fear. The masks don't work. Okay? Hug thy neighbor. Love thy neighbor. And everything will be okay. God bless you all. I hope that you actually inquire to me because most doctors that I know have no idea what I'm talking about and they do not know where to search for this information. I can still show you the randomized control trials if that's what you want. I can show you the evidence. I can give you affiliations to doctor groups that I'm part of that are actually suing companies and CDC and FDA to make a change. If you want to be the district that all the children go to be the one that makes the change because I'm telling you parents out there are, are starting to realize what's going on and this is not a health board this is a school board God bless you all and thank you so much for your time and there it is wow that was something else bro he laid it out didn't he 
And this is happening more and more and more, more and more doctors and physician assistants, which are a physician, physician assistant, and I can't speak um, <laughs> quite often, <laughs> uh, <laughs> is basically a doctor. They're, they're a, a registered nurse that went through a lot of extra training, mm-hmm. and they are just, just shy of being a full-fledged doctor. I mean, they, they're very knowledgeable, and they know what they're doing. And this one's working in a capacity where he had access to government information that other doctors don't have. And um, he laid it out on the line. You know, I mean, how long, folks, is government and medical bureaucratic establishments, how long are they going to have to lie to you before you get sick of it? before you get fed up with it. How many people are going to have to die from their bad advice before you get sick and fed up with it? How much? At what point are you going to rise up and say, no, not me, not my family? Hmm. Good stuff, bro. I think we... uh Given enough information, <laughs> I think we. I think this is enough to, to shock the, the planet. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, folks. I mean, I know we, you know, we. Well, we never really took a break from talking about you know what's going on, but we are hitting a little, a little bit more harder this time around because it's time. We need to wake up. We need we to wake need up. To pay more attention. Do more research and. We we really think if you really want to love your neighbor, like the doctor was saying, go around and give hugs. You know, give them hugs. (laughs) Just like when you had the flu, it's like stop. Put your mask, burn your mask, (laughs) and give them hugs. And and the thing is, is that the reason we're getting even more intense is because we're becoming even more uh, concerned because we don't want to see you die. We don't want to see your family members die. We don't want to see you suffer through the worst winter of your life because of bad information. We want you to survive, and we want you to be healthy and happy. Yep. All right. Good stuff, my brother. Well, let's close it up. We will. All right, so remember, folks, keep your mind sharp and your head... uh, Keep your mind sharp and your heart pure. And your head clear. And your head clear. (laughs) We got grandkids running in, so it's it's distracting me. But it's okay. Uh, And uh, we'll see you next podcast. Catch you on the flip side. (laughs) You have been listening to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast blessing to have you we hope that you continue to enjoy the future episodes and to tune in and share away with others that might be interested Uh, we wanted to thank our families for supporting us especially our wives that uh, they put up with us they allow us to have time to study and spend time uh, in the word of god and uh, in return they help us as well and they keep us accountable it's a blessing to have them in our lives so we want to especially thank them I uh, also want to thank uh, our church, uh, our friends, and uh, the men's study that we have that we continue to encourage, be encouraged about. I uh, want to thank all these people because they support us and pray for us, and uh, it's a blessing to have in our life. Other than that, I hope you continue to enjoy the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Uh, we will talk to you soon. More episodes to come your way. Other than that, I'm out. 
We're out. God bless you.